0: everybody and welcome to episode nine of star trekking with nerdy up north i am one of your hosts captain goodwill and i am joined as ever by my trusty lovely wonderful co-host science officer Sinoise. oh and this week, <laughs> oh,
1: no <laughs> no go on <laughs> give me more <laughs>
0: And we are joined by a very special guest. I don't know if you know him. He's a bit of a cult leader. I first uh up um, and we bellend. are joined. Well, here he is. It's red shirt, Paul. Paul, yes. what are you
2: going to die be sooner than I should? <laughs> wow. So, yes, I'll become a fan favorite and I'll die within 30 seconds. It's OK. I'll become that cult following there. So, yes. yes, he will be first on the transporter pad, everyone. So, well, that, that's <laughs> the thing,
3: uh, chat. What do we reckon for Paul? How does Paul as a red shirt die? Are we talking transporter accident
2: accident? Are we talking random black ooze on a planet? Are we talking, you know, I will die the most idiotic way possible. So I'll either, I'll either walk into like a thruster um, uh, t- 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 just open the door when Spock's basically sacrificed Going, oh, you yeah, are right there, mate, um, and get myself <laughs> all um, like toxic wasted as well, or just a furby, uh, like a Furble thing. What they're called, fur- the fur? F-B- F-B- tribbles. tribbles. That's the one. A tribble. The one F-B- that attack F-B-B. tribbles can take yeah. us out. So yeah. Well, it-
0: we're, I'm going to say hello to everyone in the chat. We've got Beth in the chat. Hi, Beth. We've got the wonderful Charlotte, and we've got Starfleet Saw mm-hmm. Um hey. Hi, dude. I totally follow you on Twitter. This is so oh,
2: weird to see you. This is where Absolutely this is where Captain agree. Goodwill loses his cool credits. And you yes. as red as your shirt, Goodwill. <laughs> He's He's a red t- as my
0: shirt. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> Starfleet. So I hope you're well. Welcome to everyone in the chat. Like I said, we are here to review episode nine uh, of Star Trek Picard, which mm-hmm. not not really, not much happened, guys. Yeah, it was a bit uh, of a filler, quiet really. If we yeah.
3: think about Christ, man. can you imagine? <laughs> describing this as filler eh? <laughs> yeah.
0: but, but before we get to that guys um how is everyone um what have you been doing this week and also i think cyanide is doing something quite small tonight i'm not sure i think something to something, something
3: small, quite... small tonight well that that's most of my well, weekends, darling well we'll ask um, we'll ask
0: the good old red shirt first
2: um
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> you how, have you, how, have you how have you been paul I'm not bad at Like, we covered after Nerdfest and the stress of that, that was, and like, say how successful and well we did as a team handle that situation. Since we've never been in that type of environment before, which I think everyone acted perfectly, which again, I don't give the team much credit. I normally just give them shit. So you all did (laughs) did me proud. Um stop. (laughs) Even me and Graham in the crowd for the cosplay competition saying the most inappropriate things and doing RuPaul drag race references and to to the horror of a lot of different parents and families, which is gonna happen when you get us involved. But yes, um (laughs) but I just wanted to say as well, it is an absolute honor and a privilege oh. to be part of uh nerding uh, star trekking with nerdy up north. I was going to say nerding up nerdy up north. Um, <laughs> it's I'm normally in the back doing everything in, behind the scenes. But because of listening to this podcast and listening to Make you sure guys, you not talk, a changeling um, it is definitely a changeling. Yes, listen nice to one. you guys talk about how good this season has been. I did basically watch the full season within three days um, wow. and last night's episode, of course. And I just want to say, I know you keep saying this is the best, like this feels like Star Trek. To me, it doesn't feel like a Star Trek TV show because I was more of a fan. I think we've discussed this in the Star Trek episode Mm. of the movies, like the old movies, the next gen movies. I even like the shiny Mm. light movies as well, to a degree. (laughs) Um, This season feels like a next gen movie. Yeah. And that's probably the yeah. best thing i can say about it and it's got all the little things for all the uber fans and the uber like uber star trek nerds but like for the casual fans like me it's brought new life into trek for us so i'm very appreciative of season three so thank you guys for getting me into it
0: <laughs> oh no uh um, yeah. the, the more the merrier the more people that watch it the more chances of spin-offs and uh you know star trek going from strength to strength true but um, we're not going to what... get the
2: spin-off we want are we guys well, you no, never we'll know. We'll no,
0: that. you know, if there's a rule in Star Trek and we'll get to it uh, when we get to that scene. But um, science officer Sinoise, um, you are doing something rather special for the next 24 hours, aren't you?
3: I'm I'm doing something crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna drop the first F bomb of the chat. I'm doing something fucking crazy. Uh, oh. we're basically after um immediately after this, like at 9 p.m. tonight. Uh, I am going on to Twitch to do a 24-hour gaming stream uh, in uh, for charity to raise funds for St. Benedict's Hospice. Uh, yeah, it's been a bit of an intense week, if I'm perfectly honest, and I don't want to bring the mood down because we're talking about wonderful, wonderful uh, track. But yeah, um, but basically a friend of mine took ill a couple of years ago and was given like months to live. And... Survived basically, they were all like, What the fuck, and survived, continued on, but then it came back like, um, like uh, last year, and yeah, so we decided to do this stream just to kind of raise money for the hospice. But then this week, like on Tuesday, in fact, we got the news that she'd passed away, so oh. it's it's a it's a crazy one like it's been a roller coaster week for me because I just find myself crying like randomly doing stuff but it's like so it's keeping busy and trying to do what you can and I think in these situations it's very easy to feel totally powerless Mm -hmm. because there's nothing you can do about it so if I can do a crazy gaming stream and you know, keep myself awake, keep me myself and my mate, Ian, who will be here awake, then hopefully we can raise some money and that will be helping the next people who need to use the service. So, oh, yeah. yeah, so um, we'll That's be doing a, that.
2: that. That's amazing. And I love that as well, because it's never a nice thing and like say, i I know this probably doesn't seem like an empty i hope it doesn't seem like an empty jester, but we are here for you as always, and like mm. anyone goes through the bad things that bad, bad times, even the best of times. I've noticed through the community as a whole, we do try and support and be with you. And like I say, hopefully a few nerds will pop in. And as I said, keep spamming the group tonight, every hour on the hour about what you're doing. Like, And if anyone complains that can fuck off, I'll kick them out. <laughs> um. Yeah. So yes, so we love you, Graham. And like I say, thank you for doing that as well guys enough, if you are... thing, if
3: you're if you're if you're rounded on the stream then basically you can request games so what I'll do is I'll basically have a lot of retro emulators so if you have a game from the nes or the SNES or the mega drive or something like that it's easy enough for us to get them mm-hmm. <laughs> um so basically like if you off. want us to play them then basically you know you can do that and we're gonna have some community games so like you know like among us and um, the jackbox games and stuff so that the people mm-hmm. who are on the stream at that time we might even start off with one of them it depends how many people join within the first like couple of minutes and stuff um and then basically people can join in as part of them which should be quite fun. But yeah, no, um, but no, I think the wonderful thing about nerd culture and especially nostalgia is that when you're in a bad place, you can sort of like roll into it. Like I know a lot of people that survived lockdown through Voyager or through TNG and just re watching it and Buffy as well. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, like it's crazy that DS9, considering I haven't seen it about four years ago, is my comfort show. Like mm-hmm. whenever I feel really down, I'm just like, I'll oh, put some DS9 on. And then you kind of you get through the problems through mm-hmm. things like Odo being a dick, <laughs> Odo being a grumpy dick and like Jadzia just being perfected everything. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. But no, let's get on. Let's
2: but, get on so with crazy honest, stuff. Uh, again, and again, this is probably my ego tip going, going crazy here. I would love for the nerdy up north to be someone's comfort show in the future. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's
3: just like, let's come and launch some dickheads and want to think about Trek. Yes. Brilliant.
0: <laughs> so guys, uh, don't forget if you are watching live or you're watching this back recorded, we do have links to Saint Benedict's Hospital below uh in the description if you can donate anything please mm. please please donate no matter what uh and like i said from nine o'clock uh tonight's uk time um sinoise
2: will be live and
0: live for 24 hours so, so we we'll do some like like
2: bullshit things as well see so if someone donates 100 pounds sinoise will strip on the on the stream and and pull a mag like Draw Mag- Maggie Fatcher on his backside or something like that. <laughs> well, well, what we've
3: got is we've got we've got some rewards that you'll see in the stream. They're not that exciting. We have a way because Ian Ian is an artist, so basically, yeah. like um, he will be sketching stuff. So what you'll be able to do is donate, like I think it's like thirty quid, and mm-hmm. he can sketch anything he wants. you might have seen on the Nerdy Up North community. He's done mm-hmm. it where he's basically gone, hey, tell me something to draw, and then his challenge to himself is to draw like you know like a quick little sketch kind of thing of what it is. Yeah, but you can pay money for that, and we'll sort it out. Is like posting it to you or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you want to pay loads more money, like 80 quid or whatever, he'll do he'll spend hours doing it because he'll need <laughs> to do it all properly and stuff. But he'll draw you a proper sketch of something. But obviously it's expensive because he can't only do so many of them in a
2: 24 hour stream. The only thing is uh, but so yeah, can, I put, can I put a ban on Goodwill putting any requests with me? I'm not allowed to be in any of this artwork. <laughs> yeah, it has to be
3: a hentai fusion <laughs> artwork <laughs> involving you. But but no, um but that's the other thing. And then for me, the rewards are you can basically choose the game, you can mm-hmm. force us to stop playing a game and play another one if like you mm-hmm. know, like on jukeboxes and stuff. Um, and then there's a silly reward, which is 200 quid, which is that you can make me get into drag, which right. will take about two and a half hours. But if some mad bastard is willing to pay that, then I will get into drag on stream and then try and remain the rest of the stream in drag. But right. hopefully no one does that. Because that's going to Bet, be a nightmare. Best get, at like get, like two get your morning. coppers out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's going to be a fun 24 hours, guys, So please yeah. join Sinoise on his uh, Twitch, which again, it's down below uh, from nine o'clock tonight. So, guys, shall we get into this week's episode? Yeah, and
2: I think that was yeah. a good like, thing to touch on as well. As Sinoise put in, this episode was all about nostalgia.
3: Yeah it It i think it's the thing is the amount of references in this episode and also like as we as we'll see the way it ends is very much like this is what you wanted you know (laughs) and and it's kind of great you know yes
0: yeah so this week's episode season three episode nine vox which (laughs) opens finally finally after god knows how many episodes they've been teasing this (laughs) we finally get to see what is behind the red door and Mm -hmm. it is not as i suspected mick jagger with a can (laughs) of black paint it is something more terrifying and something a little less surprising as far as i'm concerned but we'll get into that so Mm -hmm. we have uh troy and jack uh telepathically linked uh probing jack's mind they turn the uh door they open it and Mm -hmm. diana just breaks the connection and just runs and Jack wants to know what the hell is behind that door what is it she runs to sick Bay she sees crush and Picard and we get to finally see it's the bog now I'm going to openly admit here and now yeah I do concede Paul was right and a lot of other people were right it's not the Paris mm-hmm. it's not Keiko O'Brien
3: it's the goddamn bog yeah, yeah. I mean, let's not. You know, I think the biggest question raised in this episode is why are the Borg working for Keiko O'Brien? I mean, not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. I mean, you know that. Hopefully, we'll find out in episode ten. Like, you know, why they're doing this for mm-hmm. her. But you
0: know. yeah,
3: uh, absolutely.
0: Also, hello, uh, Nietzsche in the chat from Spectrum Santoro. Hope you're well. Hi, Thank you very much for dropping by. Uh, but yeah, Paul, you were
2: Um, I loved the starting of this episode. It 'cause because as you said, the build up to the red door has been dragged out throughout the season. We knew it was going to be from this yeah. first episode. You knew that was going to be either the last episode or the episode before the penultimate. And the way they did it, and I thought, like, say the actress who plays uh, Troy handled the situation with so much poison. Like, say, it helped build and like, say, and the way she was talking to Jack, and the way Jack was getting more amped up. And I, the more that were going on, like in my head, I knew, I would thought, this is going to be the Borg. This has to be the Borg. This can only be the Borg. Just with like, when the because the way they were talking about the vines, the vines, yeah. the connections, yeah. everything just made sense. It wouldn't have made sense. And especially with this being the end of Picard and begin, end of the ultimate Picard Villain, I know when we had the discussion, you're like, No, no, they've done the bog before, they can't touch the bog again. I went, You can't finish Picard's story without having him against the ultimate, the guy, the, the thing that yeah. basically beat him. Yeah, and I think, I think, I
3: think, I think like, what um, Goodwill was saying before when he said Terry Metallis was saying, Nothing is put in this by accident like Mm -hmm. everything is connected to something and obviously we very much had the oh by the way people watching this is locutus this Mm -hmm. is what happened there and it's yeah. the idea of going, OK, I guess it may that needed a payoff at some <laughs> point.
0: Well, like I said last week, uh, in, in last week's episode, when we were discussing some of the quotes that were used, uh, with Vatican Jack going on about the voices and how he's always been alone and yearned for a collective, mm. and then how Seven of Nine stayed onto the bridge when everyone else went into the observation lounge, and Vatican was like, how fitting it is for you to remain. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there has been hints, but I was always hoping, because like I said, we, we've had the bog uh twice in both season one and two Mm -hmm. um now obviously season two they were different borg Mm -hmm. which is sort of like okay that's fine so i feel that there was a bit of a yeah it's the bog again but Mm -hmm. i think the payoff for it does it 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 is justified at the end you know by the end of this episode which Mm -hmm. is okay i'm fine i'm on top of it uh just go to the chat here uh nita agreed bringing the Borg now doesn't feel uh, doesn't make sense because they started off with changelings with mm-hmm. one episode left it's not enough time to resolve the changeling involvement
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah i sort of got that feeling in this episode with the lack of changelings as well so yeah. hopefully it, they may pay paid off next week in um, I
3: I, I agree of... I really I think it needs payoff for the changelings <laughs> because the fact is I'm as excited to find out why they're doing this like what payoff mm. is it just revenge is it actually have the Borg offered them something I think we'll find it out but I would be very annoyed if they just went oh they were just a plot device oh we just needed a villain so we just picked one out kind can, of thing can you know? I
2: have can I suggest Cause I had a theory when I watched it and thought it back because they, they were very careful with the words they used like leading up to the Borg as well having the Borg involved. I know we'll probably talk about it as, as described the episode because it was all about evolution and genetics and that was the thing when they went to the changelings they were talking about genetically modifying the changelings and how like they had evolved as well. What happens if that's why both of these beings or these villains have evolved together or used each other to evolve to learn to these new tricks that we are finding now. And that's mm. the connection there. It's all about evolution.
0: Yeah, we, we've speculated about that in, in previous episodes. Uh, mm. I think me I think me and Sinai's also discussed Jack early on being uh, part Borg with obviously Picard's DNA.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And
0: obviously that, that leads into the next scene where we do kind of get that payoff.
2: Yes, where
0: mm. they explain that, you know, the organic technology within Jean-Luc was passed down
1: mm-hmm.
0: to to Jack yeah.
1: um,
0: so it's sort of like yeah I, I can sort of get that if if they missed things 35 mm-hmm. years ago when he was assimilated yes it would make sense and um, but we we do get into that later on when they go into more detail about the DNA mm-hmm. um because the the second scene is obviously Troy is, is telling Picard and Crusher that it's the bog and that mm-hmm. you can the, the the acting on uh Patrick Stewart is is faultless throughout mm-hmm. this uh episode but specifically these first few scenes where he is told that mm-hmm. because of him Jack is more or less cursed mm-hmm. with the bog he is mm-hmm. he is passed on you know that side of him
1: mm-hmm.
0: and as they are talking um Deanna Troy again, Marina Sirtis the acting again is brilliant because Deanna Troy goes, Well, hold on. You know, yes, you need to speak to Jack, but there are protocols because Jack is now a major threat to not only the ship but the entire federation mm-hmm. because he is a weapon. He is linked to the Borg. Mm-hmm. Um, so Picard goes to Jack's quarters, breaks the news to Jack that what is wrong with you is essentially i have passed to you bog technology organic technology Mm -hmm. and this is why you can hear them this is why you don't feel uh normal and i must say ed spieler's acting in this scene is absolutely top-notch to see a man come to terms with who he is break down from that and then excuse the pun adapt to it <laughs> yeah throughout this scene absolutely bloody
3: brilliant acting it, i think i think it, it's phenomenal like it's really interesting how they've done everything in this one like i love how paul was going like oh you know troy is such a good counselor and so sort of like understanding and with him and then she opens the door and she's like no fuck this, you know it just has the, has the proper like fuck, and then mm-hmm. runs off and uh i like the idea of we don't actually get to see her say to Picard and Crusher, oh, it's the Borg. So she probably just runs in and she's like, it's a fucking Borg. And they're like, oh, God. And then it immediately cuts <laughs> yeah. to the next scene, mm-hmm. like no yeah. preamble. But it's I think that the acting is top notch in this because of the seriousness of the situation. And what Nita's pointed out in the chat is that, you know, like how horrendous it is to basically just be like, oh, yeah, you didn't have that uh, aromatic syndrome. I know you didn't have aromatic syndrome.
0: aromatic syndrome. Death by
3: potpourri, guys. That's it. <laughs> um, uh but you died anyways that's great but i i think it's really interesting though like the idea of do you reckon this was the borgs plan all along or do you reckon this is accidental because it's terrifying to think that anyone in the trek universe that has been assimilated like considering in season one we're talking about people being unassimilated yeah they are they still actually affected by this is this something that will exist in all children of anyone who's ever been born, you know? Mm-hmm. I did want to bring this I
0: did want to bring this up because let's let us let us take a moment to 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 bring up that more than Picard have been assimilated and then disassimilated mm-hmm. or, or, or regained or re reacclaimed back. Mm-hmm. If you look at Voyager, Balana Taurus was assimilated, yeah. was reclaimed and then gave birth.
3: to to be fair all all of them were assimilated there was that random episode where they all got assimilated and then just went oh well just did that but
0: but does that mean that tom and balana's kid
3: yeah
0: has this same thing you know if if you look at it you know is was this technology there with the Borg did they do it to everyone
3: why would they do it I think think the thing is though I think that opens up too many plot holes in Mm. the regards of why did they go so hard for Jack Crusher if
2: more, they could just
3: there? get anyone who's yeah. been unassimilated. So it must have been like, and and it makes it a bit weird where you just go, oh, this was just a really long game
1: that mm-hmm.
3: they knew that Lacutus yeah. would get unassimilated or whatnot.
2: Yeah, because that would... and
3: that feels a bit weird. I don't yeah. think the
2: Borg think that many steps ahead. To but... be fair but, though, that, that would that would be like the Borg thinking that they would fail. Because yeah. the Borg are always one-minded that they would never be defeated or they, they, can, they are the perfect race or the perfect being. Mm. So why would they have the mindset that someone would be unassimilated? That, exactly. that to me, doesn't yeah. seem Borg-esque. So it could be like, say, a completely situation where they're trying to change human DNA and this is just a side effect of what kind of happened. And I would yeah. I would accept that, to yeah. be fair
0: yeah potentially because in this scene we see that like i said jack adapts to the situation and then makes a decision because because picard says you know we need to take you somewhere safe we need, we're, we're going to take you to kestlevar on vulcan
2: mm-hmm. uh
0: where jack just goes that's not an institution that's a prison mm-hmm. where they'll, they'll mind meld and they'll bottomize the bog out of me and jack takes his essentially his destiny into his own hands mm-hmm. um we find that this the security posted outside um And he realizes, you know, this was never, you know, it was never going to go his way. So he Mm -hmm. takes control of the security guards uh, and says, I'm going to find her. I'm going to find her. And then when I get close to her, I'm going to show her who I really am. And Crusher begs him not to go. Mm -hmm. Um, But he essentially, they don't have a choice. He's got control. He can take control of whoever he wants. Mm -hmm. He boards the shuttle, turns off the transponder, goes
2: goes off and like then, a catching little child yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: but we get this lovely scene between uh picard and crusher where he goes he inherited the worst of me and the best of you um and crusher again she goes you know i gave wesley space and i lost him to it mm-hmm. and i kept jack so close that i couldn't see what was in front of me mm. and it must be hard for crusher to lose two sons
2: yeah
3: Yeah. No, that's it. Anita in the chat is agreeing that, like, uh, Picard, was Locutus was an exception, where this is like just a long game that the Borg have had. And I don't know, it doesn't sit well with me, because it feels a bit like we've, that wasn't the plan originally, we've just made it up now. But... It's a cool yeah. plan, <laughs> you know. Yeah. If it we is, accept it into yeah. canon, we're like, actually, what an amazing plan by the Borg. I would feel a bit like they, it that they way, knew though, they'd yeah. fail, you know. Yeah, yeah. I feel a
2: bit That's, cheated. That, that definitely wouldn't feel very Borg esque. If, if yeah. like said, it, it would be like because fair enough. If some part of the Borg is still got that like humanity side, but from what we've seen previously, none has been the case, it's always been like that infallible in this. It's like like if the if program to fail, they would never have got to where they were. I mean, yeah. have we had a situation where we've had plans inside
3: plans with the Borg before, like the only thing I can think of is obviously in Voyager. They very much have a kind of oh, we tricked you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. aside from that, they tend to be very straightforward. They tend to be like, hey, we came in. And we took it, everything over with power, and you're like, "Oh, well done," you know. <laughs> but
0: uh, we do get a lovely exchange between uh, Data and Picard, which I think is is very symbolic of <laughs> old friends. Yeah, uh, where your know, Data has no words to comfort Picard, but just a little, you know, a little shoulder yeah. hug. And I thought that was that was quite mm-hmm. that that is symbolic of two old friends who can't really show. Well, Data can now, but couldn't mm. really show emotion. But mm-hmm. they express it in such a subtle way that you know it's endearing Um, we get a dead quick scene where jack arrives at the coordinates that he has felt from mm-hmm. the queen's voice uh mm-hmm. shout out to alex alice Kriege, the original ball queen yeah uh, in, is in it, this episode is it
3: actually her it because is actually i remember her, in the corridor yeah. scene in the corridor scene i was like is that Vadic? like did they use Vadic's voice there yeah, i couldn't yeah. tell but um
0: it's the original queen from first contact so i am super excited for that but he <laughs> arrives he arrives at the uh, coordinates at the nebula which according to terry Metalis, is not what it seems mm. so we'll
2: find out next week what that is but that's the thing um, when it come to the nebula they were stuck in before <clears throat> there was something not right about that before how it was kind of sucking them in type thing and mm. they were talking about patterns <clears throat> but again to hop back to what Goodwill said and what said everything's there for a reason so yeah exactly and Terry Metallicist has teased that
0: where you know when Jack uh, warps into the scene and then there's a transwarp conduit detected and we see that
1: huge
0: bog vessel mm-hmm. that the nebula is, is not what it seems and it's not really a nebula so we'll, we might find out next week uh mm. what what all that is but then we go back to uh LaForge who was called Picard down um and then they find out that when they've analyzed Picard there was a new like the reason why vadic stole Picard's body and took the part of the brain with the aromatic syndrome um Am- syndrome sorry yeah arom- um, it's, aromatic syndrome. It's
3: got a, it doesn't work you can't say aromatic and put crispy duck afterwards so it doesn't work so aromatic crispy duck syndrome as we'll call it now um <laughs> that there was
0: a there I'm was hungry. a new genetic <laughs> yeah that there was a new genetic code that was implanted by the Borg when he was assimilated 35 years ago uh, and that they didn't detect it 35 years ago but it was there and this is why picard could hear the Borg after being reclaimed and this was a great shout out back to star trek first contact where they're at the battle of zero zero one and Picard can hear the voices. Hmm. And it's all because of this organic technology
2: still implanted in his head. Yeah. Where it was super set... fucking intelligent. Like, I fucking died really was, when yeah. they were talking about this. Like, when Jodie and everything was explaining it. And then when they t- went on to tell you how it was being used, I was like, that is a fucking amazing.
3: Yeah. That, it, really but do, you mean, do you mean as in like the writing or do you mean as in the plan? Just the <laughs> like, idea. The, the like, to actually yeah. think of that as an idea
2: just blew my fucking brain.
3: I think it's scary though. Like it's the whole thing of like they modified transporters to give everyone that DNA pattern. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's further on in the episode, I think, but how. Yeah terrifying is that like how terrifying is that like when we talk about how the changelings were defeated by how easy it is to spread a virus Mm -hmm, we just go oh well it's easy to defeat the changelings because they have to connect in the great link and that's how you defeat them but then when you think about it this is the per. this is like the changeling revenge Mm -hmm. effectively this is the equivalent of the changelings being like hey you put a virus into us where we network all the time we'll do the same to you you know and it's well, this, terrifying yeah and obviously this... it gives payoff for the fact of why did Roe not want to use the transporters <laughs> in her um, episode and you're like this is why you know they suspected
0: but this is how they find out that Jack is a transmitter for the bog and who is able to send instructions to anyone mm-hmm. uh who who has this you know who who has this DNA uh so they go well that's why the changelings wanted him because they wanted to weaponize him why we don't know because obviously at this at this part of the episode they don't know about the transporters so spoilers. they make the yeah spoilers. they Sorry, make this, they they have to they have to warn the fleet and they don't have any other choice but to go back to earth where mm-hmm. frontier day is carrying out um and then we get this lovely 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 ship pawn scene where oh, we get boy drop down of Earth, we see space stock and then we see the Enterprise F coming out of space box, space box, space Spock, bo- space bo- space bo- stock bo- bo- uh, commanded by Admiral Elizabeth Shelby from a best of both worlds. She has had a fair few promotions since she's been <laughs> in the best of both worlds for 35 years. She's practically running the goddamn
3: show. <laughs> and, and I was annoyed because I thought this was someone else. I did not realise who Shelby was. When mm. I watched the episode, and I was like, oh, I thought she was a villain. Like, I thought she was an evil admiral. But I'm like, damn it, now we have a good admiral. She's a good mural. A good mural. <laughs> like, there's only like one of them ever. Like, even Picard Cardinal's <laughs> own class as a good admiral, because
2: he, not for sure anyway. It's one of the things, because you, you're expecting it, because like, when when we got that character, that's not who I thought we were going to see. Because uh, yeah. they've been hinting at her, they've, they've mentioned a name a few times throughout the, uh, the season. I would have put money that Jane Weir would have been on that chair. Yeah, that would have been oh, yeah. my my yeah. like shout. So when I initially saw the grey hair and I was like, "Oh crass, it's it's going to be like an older version of Jane Weir," and I was like, yeah. "Oh, that's not her." next
0: (laughs) it was it was a hell of a it was a hell of a cameo because Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Shelby in the best of both worlds was very career-minded she was a great guest uh character Mm -hmm. in that two-parter um I originally thought it was Mm Nechev um who was the Admiral in the next generation but when it was Shelby I was like oh damn and then commanding obviously this is the first time on screen with that we've seen a new Enterprise the Enterprise Mm -hmm. F uh for those who play uh, or don't play star trek online this is uh the ship from the game that they have now made completely canon and this is a 100 recreation of that ship from the game mm-hmm. so for the last 10 years that's been in what's called beta canon mm-hmm. um in you know like books and everything like that and they've they fully realized that this is you know this is the next enterprise from the game and it's now in this they've done this a lot with ships which it's it's very good because it's like oh, all these ships that you play with in all these games yeah they're now canon so mm-hmm. they're all yeah. you know real in in canon it's so um, good but it's a beautiful shot where the enterprise is leaving space to gorgeous fireworks and they're going on about the nx ones first flight 250 years ago boldly <laughs> going and I'm like I am here for the Star Trek Enterprise love the bacula love. Yeah. Um, I just needed fear for the heart to play, and I probably
2: would. Oh, God, been can you imagine? I'll, I'll back. <laughs> i back the screen, rip his shirt off, just saying, Graham, I love you.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. I would I I be.
1: <laughs>
0: exactly. Um, it was a beautiful. Uh, beautiful beautiful uh scene we then uh, cross back to Jack who beams onto uh the Borg vessel Mm -hmm. which is this is very reminiscent of uh first contact Voyager Borg vessels Mm -hmm. where it's dark it's dingy there's Mm -hmm. strobe lights flashing I'm glad that we're
3: seeing it though because this is what I fucking loved about the Borg. like I loved how claustrophobic and you know I I don't I think in the previous kind of stuff that we've seen for the Borg, like since Voyager, mm-hmm. it's it hasn't felt like Borg. It's felt a bit too yeah. sort of high technology. Whereas this is yeah. the whole point of a Borg ship is going. No one lives here. Yeah, there's it's literally every bit of space is used. There's no mm-hmm. chairs. Yeah. You know, there's, there aren't any chairs on a Borg vessel. There aren't any like control panels. Effectively, yeah. it's terrifying in a because in no concept. Borg and this
0: looks because, great because no Borg, Sinoise have sciatica so they don't
3: need a chair <laughs> Naproxen... maybe, they, maybe they they are more advanced than us maybe
0: yes they... <laughs> but we I'll... are we are the only cult with all the back issues yeah, soft the
3: <laughs>
2: but i actually um... adored the green neo neo lights that they use yeah. as well like the proper made everything ping and it there was like a kind of like a geiger feel to it as well there was very i wouldn't be in a misc if you're seeing a borg uh, a xenomorph walking across well, this the... Is the
3: thing though i think the original book were very much like that it was very much that kind of yeah. Geiger-esque like um corruption of humanity like the idea because yeah. obviously his whole thing was a cyborg type mm-hmm. creations uh, i love what nita's saying in the chat about basically they couldn't use janeway because Spoilers, they have to kill her off. And we're like, yeah, let's not do that. Let's <laughs> yeah, let yeah. but well, I didn't expect be, I
2: didn't expect to be well, like, see when we come to spoilers later, how many deaths happened in this episode? That that well, one that, or two. Yeah. One and, or two. and and with my name, I'm a little bit nervous getting like hot under the cover with like being the red short pearl. That's <laughs> that was that, here. good Goodwill's <sighs> gonna pull out a phaser and start <laughs> blasting uh just, just make sure it's on stun boy <laughs> but but this is this is this
0: is also inter- intertwined with uh shelby going on about uh the the advancements in the fleet and the go on about fleet formation where every ship is synced mm-hmm. uh, and we do get a lovely shout out and i know Sinoise has, has referenced this to
3: Pulaski. Yes, in- I, I wrote this down. US Pulaski,
0: Pulaski, yeah,
3: the greatest there, doctor guys. in Next Gen, the
0: greatest. <laughs> yeah, well, she's she's up there with Miles O'Brien, as far as I'm concerned, with being one of the greatest. I think it's
3: her bedside manner was pretty much the equivalent of a, the social equivalent of a hammer, but um, yep. or the Doctor from Voyager. But as a doctor, she was fantastic, and I this, love that they're giving her a bit of a nod. They're going this, like, look, yeah. You know, it's like in Star Wars, where like that post the other day, which was about Jar Jar Binks and me me coming to the realisation of just going, I don't mind Jar Jar Binks as much now that the sequel trilogy exists. I can <laughs> happily say Jar Jar isn't my least favourite thing about Star Wars. True. And then in this, I'm Ooh. like, going, there's got to be loads of people saying, wow, now that all these other things exist, Pulaski wasn't that bad, actually, <laughs>
0: you know? Well, that's the thing. Like, I i never had any issues with Pulaski. Yeah, she was a bit crass, but I thought that's just who she is. Mm-hmm. She was the shore of her time.
3: Yeah.
0: She, yeah she, so they she played
3: was... it safe. They went, Hey, maybe Crusher didn't go down as well as we expected. Let's just make a kind of copy of McCoy. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. kind of how Pulaski felt in certain ways, but I think she did a great job. And
2: to be fair though, I think any character. any part of Trek, you need a bell end you for, do for, need that's that, why that we've got admirals. yes yeah so, we've had we like...
0: with
3: yeah we well, imagine if Jellicoe came back as well
0: jellico is back in prodigy though jellico oh, is there and he is a he is not a bad he's a dick <laughs> so he's he's there but yeah a nice shout out to the uss Pulaski. this scene and throughout the remainder of this uh episode i get a lot of Battlestar galactica vibes the reimagined uh battlestar galactica about ships being synced and ships mm. being linked and i'm like this is never a good idea yeah doing this but we do get a lot of uh speaking of ship names as well we do get a lot of nods to a lot of people uh in this and there is one um that i will mention when we get to that scene that i don't think i think you've got to be surprised when i tell you who it is mm. um but it's it's a it's a hell of a great cameo But we go back to Jack on the Borg. Back to Jack, the (laughs) Borg. Cube, fuck off, big yard ship as well. I think.
3: I think this whole thing, which what we're saying, how it's not a nebula, it might not be a typical transport uh, conduit. I think it's going to zoom out, and it's just going to be Keiko's face, (laughs) but it made out of Borg (laughs) ships. I I think that's next step. You know what? It's it's the evolution
2: of the wheels from Star Trek Four.
3: <laughs> it's the
2: whales, oh, it's the yeah, whales no.
3: <laughs> it's
0: the cetaceans, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we get this lovely to and from with Jack and the original ball
2: queen. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was something quite seductive about it as well. It was very something like sinister and sexy, I thought. But that's she... the ball queen, like, literally, that is that's the ball queen, yeah. contact, that's, however
0: that wasn't alice creed in the in the bog makeup the back of it was a body double mm-hmm. oh. so she wasn't there in the episode she was only voice mm-hmm. but she does confront jack jack can't kill her mm-hmm. he cannot yes. kill her and jack gets assimilated and we get this lovely and i love this because we finally get alice alice's voice saying resistance is futile again mm-hmm. Ooh, i got chills i i really did get chills she is a terrific actress and voice actress
2: i've got it's a theory funny. oh go on <laughs> so could it, mid- could it be right ra- could it be bunnies could it be or, bunnies or maybe midgets it's bunnies bunnies <laughs> bunnies but yeah um puffy's episode in two weeks time guys uh <laughs> but um yes because they made a whole thing about jack being assimilated hmm.
1: yes.
2: i think he's allowing himself to be assimilated to assimilate her Ooh, very Voyager.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But yeah,
3: I I think I I think it's the idea of you know spoilers for later in the episode, but I think the way that they'll get out of this situation is Jack. Yeah, I think it's the idea it's, of it's, it's all on Jack in a way. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and I think that that's probably going to be the case. But it but it's also the fact of like you know we're saying the Borg have this plan and they've had it in the works for a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've considered all of the possibilities because they've uh, misjudged humanity quite a lot <laughs> throughout the various
0: seasons no. so uh, so Sinoise, hmm. i have two things for you firstly need to say you're clinging on <laughs>
3: i'm clinging on for dear life nita's asking why i'm hating on keiko and i'm like oh oh, oh, oh we should so that's what i was gonna ask that. yeah
0: yeah so she also says i think the trans will be something new uh, that comes from what janeway did by destroying uh the original yeah. one in voyager but yeah
3: they put a tell sign up nita saying about... no Janeways." <laughs> <Tell Nita> <laughs> about... <laughs> oh damn she can't use it now
0: tell nita about the keiko theory
3: <laughs> oh, Nita, Nita, we got time. Nita. 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 This, Nita Nita. Is a joke. this is the equivalent of your butt bugs, Nita. <laughs> but I was, I was, I was listing like the greatest villains in all track and obviously just stuck like Keiko in there. Oh <laughs> like yes, literally. Speaking watching... of, oh, sorry.
0: Speaking, of, shall we get to the poll I did? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, the poll oh, last week's episode.
3: What have we learned from the internet? Never put a silly option on a poll because it will always win. so. Last week, guys.
0: I did a poll on my Twitter. Um, who is the big bad uh in Star Trek Picard? Was it the Borg, the Power Earths, Species 8472, or Keiko O'Brien? And with 14 votes and 36% of it, it was Keiko O'Brien. So if that's not canon, then I don't know what is, because yeah, goddamn. I mean...
3: I mean, Terry Metallus needs to catch, uh, get with the program. Really, I mean, you know, he really does. Yeah, Good God, he
0: he really does. Uh, well, I, I love the
3: idea. Of just like the, over the course of this series, we've been joking on about the fact that the big bad will be revealed to be Keiko O'Brien. Just be Where's like, Miles O'Brien? Where's Miles? I'm bored, Miles.
0: <laughs> Again, I have said this every. I have said it for the last month. We would have resolved this within three episodes if Miles <laughs> O'Brien was
3: here, because yeah. he is the greatest starfleet officer who ever lived i mean data data is kind of cool like in the last episode data retaking control of the ship and managing to fire Vadic into space that was all cool and stuff but i think o'brien would have done it faster <laughs> oh percent. So, you know like faster 100%. than a positronic android. but no uh but basically nita the the joke is obviously me just hating on keiko o'brien because of like the, the fact that she they don't write her to have many good attributes in uh <laughs> ds9 we'll just say where it's like she's purely there to make other people's lives hell not on the scale of uh what's her name um uh kai win not on the scale of win but oh, it's no. still funny to joke about it because Wynn actually was a villain, but Keiko mm-hmm. wasn't. But uh, yeah, so we've been doing that throughout this series and I, I, I'm just still
2: playing along with it <laughs> to the <laughs> fact
3: <laughs> that it's going to be a reveal at the end. Like, oh, by the way. Then, yes, then, just... he's gonna
2: have it, then Graham's going to have his Khan moment. Instead of saying Khan, he's going to show Keiko. <laughs> Keiko! <laughs> Just just a quick aside, uh, my ex-girlfriend was
0: called Kine Wynn, And I just thought, yeah, no wonder we broke up. You were one she was of the called, most kind win. Yeah, and I thought no wonder you <laughs> broke up because you're one of the most Please evil she, leaders. Did she,
3: did she call you my
2: child during sex?
3: No, <laughs> but she did. She, I was going to ask if her if to go
2: ask them mouth, but that was probably probably like, say a different sort of subject. There. <laughs> <laughs> wow. OK, well, <laughs> moving oh <my> swiftly on. <laughs> on. <laughs> okay. on so to the, Things less terrifying. I so we get all. the reveal.
0: We get the reveal uh, on the Titan that uh, Picard's genetic code mm-hmm. has been used and implemented within all the transporter systems
2: within Starfleet. Uh, Can I give uh, a shout out for this scene as well? Because Jordi LaFord, fuck me, God like it, I man. was nearly in tears. Like this guy broke me. in. The, like when when the realization came through and then when everything kicked off, Laf- like wow this was just probably yeah. the best acting again i know we've had great acting in the scenes this was far better than anything we've had all season
0: oh yeah a hundred percent and the, you know the, the realization that because they've used this this part of picard's dna this bog augmented dna in the transporter that essentially they have been assimilating everyone without them knowing for god knows how long and this is how widespread It actually is, which is a it is a terrifying thought Mm -hmm. to think that you are being reconstructed and then extra DNA is being added into your genome Mm -hmm. that can just assimilate
3: you at the drop of a hat. Holy shit. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah.
3: I mean, it, it kind of does that thing because I think one thing that Trek hasn't really gone into that a lot of other sci fi shows have is it hasn't had much sort of Fear of technology we haven't had much like is it I don't know technophobia I guess yeah you know not because it's the fact that in <laughs> Trek technology is always great like technology yeah. is always there and then anyone who doesn't get with a program like Pulaski or McCoy and stuff they're like oh you have to use a shuttle oh you're not you don't trust the transporters oh you know your old hat and then to have something like this is kind of on the level of body horror of mm. going hey you know like you you have been messed up by something that you trusted like and and how many how many the the implications of this across trek is terrifying because mm-hmm. it it's almost like that episode that they chose to ignore about the whole hey we're tearing a hole in the war in you know in um in space when we do warp and stuff we should stop doing it and there could be massive consequences oh, oh yeah, yeah. Worms. um but you know but i know we discussed that but um but no, this one is something where you could happily build on
2: this in the expanded universe and be like, "Whoa, you can re- maybe people will stop using transporters, or maybe exactly. they'll." Have- That—that's the thing. I thought as soon as he said, "It's like this is going to have wider, spe- like wider-reaching things." So any trek that comes after this, this has to be a reference point because hmm. they're going to have to scrap. Like in my idea, in my eyes, this is going to have to be scrapped because people can always weaponize transporter systems now. Because if you can mess with someone's <clears> DNA, <throat> you can pretty much do... But just give them an easy out after the season to rehabilitate... Rehabilitate. Rehabilitate. Re- uh, bil- re- yeah. Re- yeah. Be- they can bil- make it. everyone into a billy. Uh, basically, everyone that's been like say, yeah. ch- changed, they can always be changed back by changing the code. So again, yeah. it gives an easy excuse. But as Graham said, that fear factor going forward, they could m- make like season on season on that and then kind of tear apart different things and say this this new trek is like say more it'll be more realistic if that makes mm. sense and not, not in a bad way the i i problem... think um hey hey uh, Spectum
3: Santorum. hey welcome to the stream and um, i i think this is going to be the marquee mm-hmm. episode like this is going to be the you know this is going to be the dominion war of this series where mm. it's the fact of if they build on it later this can be the oh remember when that happened and it mm. seemed innocuous to start with but now it has massive consequences mm. like how the marquis are viewed at the beginning of voyager and throughout and stuff and how uh the dominion war is handled after that and whatnot i and all the destruction of like romulus and stuff i think yeah this is the thing where i think I'd be quite happy if they were like, hey, remember when that happened and now Mm we still got people who are suffering for it, people who can't be turned back properly or something or people who actually, Mm -hmm. yeah, well, obviously, as we'll see what happens later in this episode, I think a lot of people are going to be fucked over for quite a while
0: it will have um, yeah. i mean the, the problem is with season three of discovery in the 32nd century transporters are still there so transporters are still mass used mm-hmm. um i think though in the foreseeable it will have ramifications in regards to yes they're going to have to redo transporters they can change the code which mm. is fine but what you have done is potentially created a generation of mm. Transporter phobias and people who are yeah. apprehensive about using the system. McCoy was right. That's all I'm going to say because that, that dude, Great Scott. Hated yeah, system. yeah, hold on, that dude,
3: Pulaski was right too.
0: Pulaski was right, <laughs> and it, you know, they hated the transporters for a reason. Um, and this is going to have serious ramifications.
2: Um, I just if, thought you'd make the them seasick so to be fair. Having your bits and stuff all jumbled up isn't going to make me make like i will definitely give you the shits, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah.
3: To be fair though, I I kind of got a bit like I, I'd be like that. I'd be very weird about transporters. But then again, the episode with Bloody Barkley didn't help. Mm. You know, no, where exactly where yeah. that where he finds the things that transport them, and you're like, that's horrible. You
0: know? you know, you know, in his office at Starfleet
3: Communications, Reggie's going, vindication! Finally, <laughs> they believe me. Because <laughs> and then this... he gets back to the sexy toy program, and you're like, hmm. Yeah, because I'm... this is the this is the point of the episode. Sorry, Paul, what were you going to say? I
2: was gonna say I'm just laughing at Natus because she, she just mentioned the bit that pissed me off. It's like oh only transporters over over thirties are allowed because that them are I like, are not affected. I was like, you bastards, you made me feel old, you cunts sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, I'm not happy being over 30
3: if that's I'm very means. happy
2: about being 35
0: right now, guys. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. But um this this is the scene where everything starts to go to shit. Yeah, this is where they warp over to Space Dock above Earth. Um the Titan um is which is linked, uh, mm-hmm. goes into fleet formation mode, um, Battlestar Galactic or anyone, and they you know, communications are gonna get shut down. Put a comms out, put a comms out emergency channel. And Picard speaks to Shelby, which all props to Shelby. Mm-hmm. She hears him out. She, mm-hmm. she does hear him yeah. out and he goes, You know, listen, we're here. Changes have taken over, blah, 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 blah. and the communication gets cut. And it's like, Oh, shit. and then you see the L cars displays all start going green and signals yeah. being transmitted. And you think, Oh, shit, they have activated Jack because Jack was the weapon,
2: mm-hmm. they've
0: assimilated him. Um, the comms go down, um, and then they realize, like we've just said there. The genetic uh, code is only for people who um, in humans have had uh, who haven't had their frontal cortex fully developed mm. so it's basically anyone under 25 or yeah. the equivalent age of that in their species will be assimilated but everyone over won't be but mm. the bridge doesn't know that mm-hmm. and we see uh lieutenant matthew muirah the half bajoran he starts to make he's had it in. hard
3: this bloody series <laughs> <Really> like, <laughs> had <know>. it hard. <laughs> poor bastard Bridget. Yeah. i hope they get a spin off purely just to be like yeah this you, you kind of you've been through a lot man mm-hmm.
0: we see Mura, we then see uh sydney laforge and then we go back down to the lab where geordie's going you know locate alandra Laforge and he just all you hear is the life signs of alandra laforge are not compatible with what's on record and you're mm-hmm. like oh shit and you just that's see the faces and you see them being
2: assimilated and, and that's when Jordy like, oh. just basically blew my mind like i say i didn't think we'll get that level because <clears throat> it's the fear of taking over <clears throat> of taking over the ship but the realization that it's not just the ship and the crew it's his daughters and that's yeah. what just <clears throat> hit me harder than i was like wow that i didn't expect it to have as much weight we've only had a season with these characters as well but like they're very lovable like especially yeah. the Jordy's so- yeah. daughters they're amazing really
3: well written like that's this the is, whole thing it, yeah
2: and they have
3: reason to be there like mm-hmm. i felt in this episode like i've loved her through the, this whole season but it did have Raffy where it felt like they didn't know what to do with Raffy, mm-hmm. so she was just kind of like there in scenes But it's the fact of how well the season's been written that we have very rarely felt that and that the characters that we have had were like yeah you have a reason to be in this scene and i appreciate you being in this and whatnot rather than just having this cast and being like oh well whoever it's just an ensign it's just whatever you know like this is
0: a prime example of a team who knows loves and has previously worked on a franchise and knows who can fit who will gel and this has shown that they, I mean let's be honest they were talking of a spin-off by episode two mm-hmm. which is like I have that is crazy as, isn't it aside aside from strange uh aside from season two of Discovery where you know halfway through the season they were like we need a Pike show we need mm-hmm. a Pike show this is like by episode two they were like we want a spin-off because we love this crew we yeah. love the dynamic we love the 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 to and from the acting it's absolutely top-notch and for me you know Sydney LaForge the actress behind that has been unbelievable the the argument she has um during the Fleet Museum episode mm-hmm. uh, the bounty between yeah. it where she's like I am not like you you know I have a family this is my family mm-hmm. that was just top-notch mm-hmm. acting and but, you know we yeah. we have to give props to the the Legacy cast here this is a cast that has not been together since two thousand and two. God damn it! You wouldn't feel it. No, you wouldn't think. Yeah, it. it's just like they've just slipped into a comfortable pair of shoes and just went. That's how we do it. Mm-hmm. So bloody well done for that. But this scene, yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
1: <laughs> this well scene, well we- done.
0: If you ever watched it, well, well done, good. sir. <laughs> well done. But we go back to Shelby, who regains communication, and she says, "What's going on to my crew?" And unfortunately, guys.
2: Mm-hmm. Shelby gets killed, and I just she, so no. She'll be, she, she'll be fine. She'll be fine. got shot twice in the chest, so I'm sure two shots. so them. pissed off. I, <laughs> I, I wanted mean, more. Looked, Shelby. It
3: looked worse. It, it probably looked worse than it was. And it maybe we we'll maybe just a give mild one. energy, energy. Yeah. I can't <laughs> pronounce it. Energy, and just be like, okay, well, I, she'll be fine. I, I
0: hope against all hope <laughs> that she is not succumbed like Rawlaron, because I love Shelby as a character, mm. and I, I do want to see more of her um well then we hear that the fleet is getting slaughtered and assimilated and then the bridge crew run to mm-hmm. the turbo lift stun only because they don't want to kill the crewmates yeah but then mm-hmm. we get a great scene in the turbo it's lift. good that
3: we see that the borg can't do shields these new borg where yes, they, don't... they can't adapt and it was that strange thing because i was going like oh god are they gonna like i like how the stakes go boop <laughs> like you know very quickly in this episode and that- I was terrified that they would just get even worse where they like they'll they'll stun one of them and then they stun the next and it's a it's adapted and you're like oh okay but it looks like these are I, I like the fact that the borg are kind of going purely organic like they've maybe kind of gone like hey maybe they mm-hmm. maybe they've the evolved. way to improve ourselves is not to be cyborgs it's actually to be fully organic and that's weird, because that's like the next evolution of Borg. But that's that why I think, here, but elements, failings, I, that's
2: where I think the changeling elements come in to think that they yeah. help that adaption. But I think that would have been, as you said, wouldn't have made any sense at all if it done the Borg like force field, just simply mm. because it's organic rather than... Like, how can mm. you organic make a force field?
3: Well, I guess it's that whole thing of can their body now make nano... Probe, nan- nanobots, nanoprobes, yeah. or I—I yeah. I also just you say I haven't—I haven't seen her post in the chat, but we had Danielle on earlier who was saying yeah. some very interesting stuff and really liked the uh, Voyager references, I think. But uh, yeah. now we've got Blue Harvest Toys who's back hey how are you doing I know I know we're we'll talking we'll about <laughs> because <elaborate, yeah. laughs>
0: we get this we we uh they're in the turbo lift and they you know we have to get out of here guys we get a lovely communication from Captain Ben Besat of the USS Excelsior mm-hmm. who by the way guys was Nolan North
3: all right really well, like, that, where, What, like Nathan Drake himself sick? yeah liquid <laughs> that's, that's how they got the bridge back <laughs> yeah no, I, I love North. the idea of like that's what I'll say for Nolan North even though Nolan North voiced everyone <laughs> every, yeah. every person who's ever been in any anime is done by Nolan North
0: <laughs> so Captain Ben Besat of the Excelsior Nolan North um he's managed to take control of his bridge uh and he's reaching out to people to communicate and holy shit, we see the master system display of the fleet isolating the excelsior and just blowing it out of the stars mm-hmm. um this this little screen although it was on screen for a second there's so many nods to people in that mm-hmm. we've got the uss akuda from mm-hmm. michael and denise akuda who design all the computer displays for star mm-hmm. trek uss drexler for doug drexler of course yeah, i did not see um, that one and we get we get a load of other uh, tributes as well the the uss um uhura Oh, the USS Hikaru Sulu and mm-hmm. um, the USS Pulaski, the USS Kelly for DeForest Kelly.
2: Yeah. Uh, did you pause so... it and start writing these down? <laughs> yes,
0: yes. <laughs> because that, that is that is the level of passion to mm. which I show Star Trek. And um,
2: did you lick the I screen will... as well? <laughs> I don't lick screens and it just gets folks, licked.
0: If you ever see me, don't lick me.
3: Don't <laughs> did actually, on, actually but... at Nerdfest, did anyone attempt to lick you?
0: No, because I was too busy being busy. So <laughs> moving on, um they go to deck four. They open up the 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 turbo lift doors, and they're immediately shot at. So they're like, "Holy mm. shit!" Deck eleven, deck eleven. And then Shaw realizes, "Well, hang on. There's a maintenance deck that no one goes to, and mm. there's a shuttle there where we can just hightail it out of here." um Oh yes, uh, just before we go to that spectrum, Saint also said. Now, a question for you, Captain Goodwill. Does that mean Elnor, who was on the Excelsior, is dead? Who because knows? Elnor from season two was mm. posted to the Excelsior. So,
3: yeah. Because
0: yeah. he seems to be forgotten. He'll
3: be fine. Like it's that He'll sort of fine. thing. It'll be like a flesh wound. He'll be floating in space, bit of a flesh wound, you know. Mm.
0: Well, speaking of flesh wounds, we do get to the maintenance corridor where everyone no. reunites. And Shaw and Seven and Rafi uh, carry out firefight to help everyone get to the shuttle um stages by stages and we get this lovely exchange before anything happens of geordie and seven mm-hmm. uh geordie and data sorry uh, because geordie, <laughs> has a, geordie has a plan and he goes i hope we've got <laughs> enough fuel to get there and Jata goes, how do you know we're going to, ha- you know, how do you know there is not being destroyed? He's like, can you have a little bit more positivity? And it just goes, I hope we die quickly.
3: I <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I laughed out loud at this and I, I love that in the chat. They were like, I love this scene as well. It's so yeah. good. Did anyone else I, get I love like Crichton Beth's vibes? It. Yes, that's just like yeah. BRB getting my cereal. <laughs> and you're like, hey, oh, yes, thanks for that. Did,
2: did anyone get so so you got Crichton vibes? I did get more. very much. I did get a red dwarf <laughs> feel between the thing. It's like almost like a, a Lister and Crichton, almost type of comedy. Come out, come type thing. I can't get your words out. Or when, um, or when Rimmer goes, Let's, we need to go to red alert. Are you sure, sir? It does mean changing the ball. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I got that, you know, this this new data with the humorous side, very much generations, mm-hmm. uh, especially <clears throat> when they're trying to hot drop and He just goes, oh, shit, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah
2: we have to talk about it and th- this is heartbreaking for me just a quick Shaw question before it. we do talk about it do you think yeah. it's a mistake do you think they've realized yes. that they've fucked up yes and I'll tell you why in, what where, what
3: what's this in regarding to Shaw, Shaw getting shot oh yeah yeah who shot the Shaw?
2: sorry I shore. was reading
3: the comments about elnor and, right. and then um and uh nita saying oh yeah terry metallis said he's not on the excelsior because oh, loads of other people were saying that you <laughs> know we're going like oh god does that mean those?" but
0: nolan north has been killed so god damn you bog yeah but um this this scene this was heartbreaking for me and it was it was heartbreaking for more than one reason but specifically as Shaw is dying he goes it's not my ship anymore you have the con Seven of nine. Yeah, in his dying breath, mm-hmm. he sees and recognizes seven of nine for who she is. Because mm-hmm. all the way through the show, Annika Hansen, Annika Hansen, which
2: yeah
0: is dead naming.
2: Yeah,
0: let's be honest, that's representative of dead naming. And in his final breath, he recognizes her, and then he dies. Now, I am going to say I am going to propose a theory. I don't think he's dead. He's dead. Mm. I don't think he's because Rafi and Seven stay aboard the Titan mm-hmm. and we see him with his head back and eyes open. Yeah. I don't think he's dead. I, I do. The reason I, I being, think... I
2: think, as you said, when you thought about spin offs and legacies, I think the plan after this is, like I say, the the titan going forward with 7 and captain 9 seven. as the captain i think that's always going to be the always been the plan that's like say getting there i just think they've jumped the gun with this and done it one episode early cuz he deserved to be in that season finale he deserved uh, yeah. a lot more yeah
3: i i think okay i think they probably intended him to die here mm-hmm. but maybe Maybe they're gonna pull a stranger things and as the series before the series aired, they've edited it to be like, oh, okay, maybe <laughs> we don't, you know, like because it- I think I think if I was them, I would be like, Oh shit, people are really enjoying this character mm-hmm. and talking about spin-offs and stuff. I would probably go back to the editors and just be like, While we're here, let's maybe put a question mark here. <laughs> like, let's
0: for a deep, And hope I hope guys. they do that. I
3: I from this episode, I would walk away thinking he was dead. Yeah. But I don't think anyone would blame anyone if they turned
2: around and said,
3: oh, he got survived last I think, minute. I with oh, the studio producers
2: through. as well, they like money. And there's money to be no, made with Shaw. Like, like yeah. Shaw aspect, as, as you said, there's not many characters you can go from first episode, I want to step on his throat and watch him die, to basically saying one of my favourite things on TV. And that's really special to do and again i know there's got to be the risk factor and there's got to be like showing anyone can die at any time but it just felt like oh she deserved that little bit because if you've built them that much and you want this Mm. moment where the passing of the torch to be special that would that's a season finale type moment this now again not to say it would be forgotten it's just what happens next in the next episode. Shaw's passing isn't going to be one of those moments where you'll go back to as a, as a remember, if that makes sense. And that's yeah. the shame about because you never what as you said a Stranger Things moment you never go back. Oh, this happened in episode la- second from last episode of Stranger Things. You always go oh, Max is in a coma because of strain- like the like the the mm. season finale. That that's the type of thing where this kind of deserved it i mean so, yeah but there's they're saying in the chat <laughs> Beth's returned with a cereal
3: so yeah um uh no they're, they're saying that he's dead but what what we're saying is that mm-hmm. you know studios might sort of go oh well actually you know yeah. but i don't know um, let's not we'll forget
0: let's not forget guys so i'm gonna i'm gonna say two things about this so yes todd stashwick posted a video saying goodbye mm-hmm. that's fine however People seem to have forgotten Shax from Lower Decks,
3: mm-hmm. who
0: died in season one yeah. and just came back in season two.
3: <laughs> that is Lower Decks, though. But they, I get your point. But,
0: but yeah, but no one in Star Trek ever fully dies.
3: Okay. Something fleshes this back. out.
0: They well, <laughs> they flesh this out mm-hmm. in uh, Lower Decks. Because they, there's this big mystery, like how did Shax come back? And people just act like he never died. Like mm. they just say he never died, he never died. And the reason is because if they told you where he was, when he died and how he came back, it will traumatize you forever. And let's be honest, <laughs> the big char- the big
2: characters that we've had Spock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, but the con- there's not going to be another Genesis planet. Fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's
3: always another Genesis planet. Yeah
0: spock came back we've mm. had a we've had a few others harry kim
3: well harry kim died in voyager in, important characters also um <laughs> yeah you know oh Kirk's body is, is in storage
0: them. though yeah but mm. with with kirk his body is in is in storage under project phoenix mm.
3: yeah
0: now there was a tie-in novel for this where they were able to essentially do a commander shepherd on Kirk before Commander Shepard was a thing and yeah. reconstruct him and rebuild him. Um So but the old trope is since Lower Decks, no one is ever dead. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I accept unless, that, unless they
2: get Sean Bean in the, in the Star Trek role, then he is fucking dead. Yeah. And
0: like Nita said, at Daystrom, there was a Genesis two device oh, in no no storage no. Now, <laughs> I, now in the Genesis I, story. <laughs> now, I, I accept I accept for the time being and for the foreseeable the Captain Shaw is dead Mm -hmm. however if there is a demand because I do agree that they the studio has not had didn't anticipate the love Mm -hmm. that the fans would have for Shaw, I think there is an ability to bring him back Mm. tied into Project Phoenix because that option is there. They've yeah. hinted at it on screen. That so we're going to project... get a show
2: crossed with Captain Kirk. That would be interesting. Shaw being a dick while womanizing all the aliens. <laughs> it'll be the opposite Maybe. of two Vicks because it'll just be like, just kill yeah.
3: me. <laughs> and May's <laughs> so like, think... no, I'm not feeling it today. Sorry. <laughs> I
0: think, I think they could do what they did in Strange New Worlds as well. Mm-hmm. He's not fully dead. He's dying. So they put him into the transporter buffer.
1: Right. Mm.
0: So fingers crossed. But yeah, yeah. absolutely devastated. uh Mm. uh, uh, this because he is out of the the new characters he was my favorite character at first he was a dick but Mm. he was a dick with a point and over the scenes i mean i will never forget the scene with him geeking out with the forge yes he's like i'm I'm such an honor with you having (laughs) having you on my ship i'm so proud and he's like your ship is barely held together with 21st century duct tape and sean just goes yeah it's been a weird week (laughs) and i just that was that that level of of he can be a dick, but he is he's got a point. Like even Mm. earlier in this episode where he's like, so you want us to fly right. (laughs) Where all our fleet is, where they've got our faces on a dartboard and everyone's like, yeah.
3: Yeah, please if you don't I mind. love it, I love it. It's just, and he's yeah. just like oh god. He's, yes, he's, he's just fighting,
2: fighting the pa- back now though like see I, he, like he just lost the will to live but I have to admit he did have a good chest wound like say uh, uh at the end that like say it was a good like visual uh death scene I am going to say he's dead because um, and yeah, if they bring back it. the Genesis, it can fuck off. <laughs> I,
0: think, I don't think, yeah, I don't think they'll ever do Genesis. I think that was just fan service. Yeah, uh, I, I
3: think, man. though, I think I think the biggest question and this probably doesn't affect you two as like, you know, filthy heterosexuals as much. Mm-hmm. But like now that Shaw's gone, that like, that limits our like, Dilf quota to one, which is Riker. And I'm just like,
2: whoa, 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 whoa. whoa Woff? Uh, oh, <laughs> oh sorry, is
3: Woff a kilth? A kilth. <laughs> well, to be fair, he's not going to acknowledge he's a fucking dad, is he? He's like, <laughs> oh, I've got a son. What? Yeah, moving on. Alex who? He's a pacifist now.
2: Yeah, Alex? He's probably a happy bottom. I, you never know.
3: Yeah. Anyway, Jadzia existed, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. but we still haven't got it. We still haven't got any acknowledgement of Jadzia. But um, no, yes, yeah, so I'm disappointed that our, our DILF stats have gone down. But you know, mm-hmm. we'll pull through.
0: We'll, we'll pull through. But they guys... can bring it back.
2: by bringing Will Wheaton back. That's all needs <laughs> Wheaton. Wheaton.
0: Oh, I mean, what's, hey, I mean, Will, Will Will Wheaton is 50 years old, and that that's is
3: crazy, man.
0: Terrifying as as someone who saw him at 15 mm-hmm. to be like holy shit dude that's 50 years i just I, I aged internally thinking about
3: that when i
0: saw like oh happy birthday will Wheaton, in 50 years and i'm just like yeah. oh, welcome
3: to I'm the so world old. That, isn't, that, isn't that crazy like um actually i'd be tempted to ask uh, nita because obviously nita you were, when we were talking about assimilation earlier you were pointing out that you're in your 50s or whatever Is that strange? Was that strange watching next gen when it first came out and like being able to empathize with the character of Will Wheaton? Because even when I watched next gen, he was like a couple of years older than me. Like he's a teenager in the show when I was like eight or ten or something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nita, Nita, for for those that don't know, guys, Nita is 100 percent fully Klingon, (gasps) captain of the USS Caliente. Uh, <laughs> who is from Brooklyn, New York? So, shout out to 9999. Nine. <laughs> nine, nine. But if you do, piss her off. She does have a bat left, guys. Yeah, so cool. So, she's no, she's we all going to do she, that, you know. She's, like, all she's already for she's
3: agreed that Wolf is Wolf and heart. So, I'll I'm giving up. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you, you can take them.
0: She is all for the Wolf guys. Uh, that's because I was watching Star Trek the original series. Mm-hmm. So yeah holy crap but, that's amazing but guys the final few scenes yeah. <laughs> we walk back to if nothing prime.
3: happens it's just filler. yeah
0: this is this a just... bit of a this was Whoa. this was a bit, bit of a quiet scene where yeah. we walk back to earth and prime back to the fleet museum you know where those old rickety old ships are
2: there it was a shit ship to be fair and really really my goal <laughs> I'm just going to ignore <laughs> it.
0: And then we go, we open the the infamous Hangar Bay 12,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where Jordy's going, I was holding this as a surprise for you until it was done. But holy shit, guys, we get to oh. see f- partially restored the enterprise. Wah, wah,
3: wah, 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 mm-hmm. If
0: this was if, if this was fan service, Mm -hmm. purely for fan service, then it was done right because the justification is, well, we Mm -hmm. need
2: something that's analog, that's offline. Yeah, they've been hinting about it all season, though. They had been seeing you. They were hinting
0: at season two. There was a there was a little brief scene at Starfleet Academy where they had those little blue plaques all the way along the academy that said, oh, this is the Excelsior. This is a Stargazer. And then Mm -hmm. they had one with the Enterprise where they said the saucer section was recovered from Viridian three and put in the Fleet Museum.
2: Now, so so I'm going to I I apologize for my knowledge. So what happened to um, the Enterprise D? So why was it being like like what? like? Because I know the they smashed so many different ships open. But what happened to this specific one? So Star Trek Generations, which was the first TNG
0: movie, mm-hmm. um, the Duras sisters mm-hmm. um, found the shield frequency modulation code of the Enterprise uh, mm-hmm. whilst there was a standoff. Uh, Star Trek Generations had Malcolm in, who was yes. the big bad. Oh, no, I was one of my favorites, but um, I just yeah, can't yeah.
2: remember if that was the day. So right, that, that was that was the day.
0: The, they penetrated the shields because they mm. found the frequency modulation, absolutely fucked it up. They had to uh separate the enterprise mm-hmm. because the warp core had a coolant leak, they couldn't mm. save it. Um, the star drive section exploded, but the shock wave knocked the saucer section into a trajectory into orbit of Viridian three. Like Shaw said, they hot dropped the saucer section onto Viridian three yeah. uh, and they crash landed. So yeah. The enterprise couldn't be salvageable however like geordie says which was again I, I really appreciate that they're bringing in beta canon uh, canon from novels and stuff like that where they're saying well the enterprise was on Vir- uh, viridian three and mm-hmm. viridian four was a pre warp uh industrial uh civilization mm-hmm. so because of the prime directive they went well holy shit, guys if this civilization gets to this planet yeah. they're going to see Mm-hmm. an alien ship crash landed mm-hmm. so because of the prime directive they retrieved uh the saucer section mm-hmm. and then it was it was placed in the fl- in the fleet museum so that's why the enterprise is there now i've i've got to have to as a, as a man who res- he is restoring an old car mm-hmm. i got strong vibes with geordie whereas like. This has took me twenty years to restore.
3: <laughs> yeah. There's restoring a car and there's restoring this. Yes. Like,
0: yes. huge shit. And he's like, yeah, but because a lot of people were like, well, all like half the shit was destroyed, and he's like, yeah, we use the USS Syracuse. Mm-hmm. The hulls are messed. Then the cells are not covered properly. Blah blah blah. And everyone's like, it's beautiful. And I'm like, Jordy, yeah, I feel your pain because it, mm-hmm. people are like, I'm going to restore a car. It's going to take this long, and it never does. Yeah. you never it's been five years for me and i am still not done so 20 years for a hook off Mm -hmm. galaxy class starship yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely because they've got (laughs) to restore
3: everything
0: on this ship. But it all it also allows
3: us to get a bit of background as to why he was bullying Sydney so much, because he's like, Look, I need another pair of hands. Please don't be a pilot.
0: (laughs) I've got this 1000 meter (laughs) ship to fix. Can you please grab a paintbrush? I need more kids. But we also get a nice nod to the Enterprise E because Jodie goes, "Well, we can't use the Enterprise E," and then the turn to Worf, who was the last captain of the E, and he's just like, "That was not my fault."
2: <laughs> what the hell? What did Worf do to the Enterprise D? He what? Uh, That's e. what he did. He, he he got his stink all over it and this this I, I some kind it. of wild I, I on orgy. It must
3: be so. It must be so bad that they don't even bring up Diana crashing the saucer section Yeah, you it's know? like it's this idea of okay, so it's going to be worse than that technically, you know. Yeah, because
0: when they go take a station, it's like not you, Diana. You sit here. <laughs> you sit yeah, here. Just Data there. and geordie will drive because <laughs> last time you did it, you raised our insurance premiums. And <laughs> <Beverly's> <laughs> like, oh,
3: I'm the one who made her take the captain's exam, damn it. <laughs> yeah,
0: but we get we we get to the bridge. Yes, and that and was goddamn. oh the music from generations, and then the next generation mm. seeing this i mean this this guy's was this was painstakingly recreated by the team to like every because it, obviously in the original series money was a premium so only certain displays were like animated and stuff and a lot of it was cut um mm-hmm. cut plastic cut, and uh, glass and plastic yeah. yeah this is like this is what the enterprise d should have been in the next generation yeah this is like everything is beautifully animated it was very
2: movie movie quality like the finishing yeah even the looks you could even smell it that's how beautiful it was and now you could smell it yeah
0: yeah but guys let's give props to them adequately lighting a starship <laughs> i i First genuinely time. love this you know
3: you know how they talk in movies where they're like oh that's where the budget went this is the scene where the budget <laughs> went in this oh yeah they finally they finally they, they probably had the heating on as well they probably turned the heating on full Um, Um, and they turned the actual light they used the dimmer switch to be like oh let's turn it up (laughs) and it looked fantastic it's like you know
2: lovely carpets It did have
3: nice carpets. i I love
2: that nod i I love that nod
3: i genuinely (laughs) never noticed until picard mentions it in this one about the carpets i was like i never realized that was a difference but yeah i (laughs) love
0: i love the fact that this was filmed in early 2022 and that the production crew predicted people would kick off over the lack of carpets a year later. Yeah, so made a nod to say, "Do you know, the one thing I miss the carpet, I'm like, yeah, yeah. But it's if if it would have been amazing
2: if Jody went, yes, the new carpets take your shoes off. (laughs) (laughs) I've
0: I've heard that obviously after they wrapped uh, season three of Picard, that they tore down the Titan sets and everything like that. But no one has, has said anything about the Enterprise D set. So I I mean, this this is just me being selfish because I'm going to L.A. where this is filmed. I am hoping and mm-hmm. I am praying that there is going to be one studio at that lot where this is preserved mm-hmm. for posterity. Yes. Yeah. So make sure everyone... the carpet's
2: glued down because Goodwill's come to steal on a, a, a stump. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's the chair was stolen from the, the TNG set twice. Right, really? So, yeah, so. So Picard's got two in I his don't front know room. About that. Uh, Early <laughs> on,
2: Patrick Stewart's yeah. got two in his front room. I bet you,
0: <laughs> two from the T, two from TNG, and one from one of the Enterprise E movies. Right. The chairs were stolen, but I, I hope because that was one of the saddest things. When obviously in stu- in in shooting studios are a premium. They you know they mm. don't have mm. the the budget to allocate one goddamn studio to an entire Star Trek thing hopefully paramount are going to go well shit, we could make some serious scratch from mm-hmm. having studio
3: 18 as
0: the tng uh, well, I even, even if
3: even if like this set they just take it apart and then put it on tour. move it like oh yeah well, just have it like so at a trek convention they're like hey also we will have this set set up well this
0: is what this is what warner brothers did for friends so yeah. warner brothers with the central park uh central perk uh set they moved it from the friend studio from one of the swing sets. They moved it and recreated it in uh, another studio, which is incorporated into the tour. So mm-hmm.
1: when you're going
0: through the tour, they're like, "Hey, the next part you're gonna love this, and it's actually the Central Perk set with the sofa, the sofa." And they're like, "Do you want a photo?" And so- it's like the. Mm.
2: Sorry, sorry to so cut cool, in there. Really? Just a quick question regarding this, because I really want to ask this question because I know, like, say, times of commodity with, uh, like, say, Graham tonight. Australia. Did you tear up at this part? Because <clears throat> there was a certain part that I was getting emotional, but when it happened, I tears actually come come rolling down. When when I so when I first saw the Enterprise D, when
0: I went on the bridge, but what really got me, and I I absolutely can't thank the people enough they use michelle beret roddenberry's voice yeah. mm-hmm. which it wasn't one of the recordings that she did it was it was taken from a tng episode
1: mm-hmm.
0: but to hear that mm-hmm. that i was already teary but to hear that sent me over the edge mm-hmm. because i yeah. thought they could have used a new computer voice they didn't no they they used the queen of Star Trek herself
3: yeah oh, I, I, I that love it special I love how much on the same page we are Goodwill because that's exactly how I that's a what I was going to mention and b that I was going to refer to her as the queen of Star Trek <laughs> she is like she is you know if Roddenberry is the sort of father of it like she is she's been there throughout like <laughs> you know she's an essential character whether it says Luxana Troy whether it's as the actual computer voice <laughs> and it felt It would have felt wrong not to have her in picard yeah like because even she she gets like one line in enterprise but she's still there as a Mm -hmm. hey at least you're in every series of star trek Mm -hmm. you know in the prime timeline yeah Uh, and it yeah and obviously i didn't tear up about it but i maybe i'm i was running on empty if i'm perfectly honest yeah but it's the idea of that was I love that. I love that was one of my favorite bits. You're talking about how amazing it was to have Alice Krieger back. But Mm -hmm. this was literally just a nod to her as an additional member of the next gen crew that is represented in this series.
2: She, I I agree, because that hit me the same thing note. But the thing that actually sent us over, and I don't know why it did, but was in that voice when she called, didn't call him Admiral, I called him Captain. Captain. Yeah. And that word, like literally I, I couldn't control it anymore. I was like, "This is that's perfect." Because I was I was expecting him to see it. Admiral Picard. I went that because yeah. he is. But then it just thing, and then he saw the smile and the eyes light up of of uh, Patrick Stewart, and the little cheekly went number one, to <laughs> to yeah. uh, and I was like to oh, right yeah. here and I was like, "Fuck, they've got that so right." I think that's the thing it it also i mean i think
3: the reason it does that is because they didn't have a sound clip of her saying it and they didn't want to mash something up but it could also be that it's like hey this this computer system is not on the network with the others so Mm -hmm. it doesn't know that he is an admiral now because well, yeah, it was into disconnected. the whole why mm-hmm. they're doing this. Where it's the fact that the computer just goes, oh, yeah, you're Picard. I recognize your voice. I haven't been told you have been promoted yet.
0: Mm-hmm. But it was the same with Data, because if you look in a previous episode where Data was activated, yeah. he still thought he was on the Enterprise E and that the Scimitar was chasing them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, because how, why would he not think that? He hasn't been, this version hasn't been activated in 20 years. Mm-hmm. So for him, He's Captain Picard, this is the Enterprise E. So for the for the bridge for the Galaxy class enterprise to go Captain Picard, yeah, because it wouldn't mm-hmm. know. No,
2: but I just think it would have been such an easy thing to miss but the and they just they did it used it perfectly but can i just call out as well i know you're saying data not being actually the world's worst thumb drive or the most expensive thumb drive ever to use data for fuck me that that was a stupid idea i'm sorry
3: (laughs) yeah no it's it's one of those things it's like that that whole episode was the one where i was a bit like this is a get things done kind of episode yeah. like, rather than an actual welcome yeah. Out. but yeah the idea that they're like hey we have one of the rarest things in the entire universe let's use it as storage you're like that's that's like i went to uni once with a guy i don't know if i mentioned this last time but i went to uni once with a guy oh, who had very rich parents and he had yeah. loads of expensive stuff and he would just use like a macbook for like playing music and you're like This MacBook is about four grand and you are literally just playing Winamp or something with it you're just going like, you bastard. (laughs) It felt like that. Yes.
0: Yeah, so we get and again, throughout this series, the music Mm -hmm. has been unbelievable. And I think this is going to be for a good while the first soundtrack I am going to purchase Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we see the Enterprise D leaving space stock and the music the tng theme the way that it is composed mm-hmm. in this final scene yeah. as the ship warps out i, I i'm getting goosebumps right now yeah. just thinking about how good the music was and how it is be- because we now know why the first contact theme is played mm-hmm. over the end credits because of the Borg queen yeah um but the way that they've got original scores, like the score for the Titan and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But the way they've also melded scores from Mm -hmm. Voyager, DS9, the original series, everything, and they've done it so fluidly Mm -hmm. and so organically. It it puts goosebumps Mm -hmm. on the back of my neck because it 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 elevates. Yeah. yeah, it elevates. It, it, every it makes it scene. art.
2: That's the difference. It, it takes yeah. it from a TV and makes it an art form. That's that's the perfect analogy I can probably say. Um, what I wanted to have a quick talk about before, because I know we'll run out of time with Graham as well. Mm-hmm. I am very mm-hmm. conscious of the time. Um, there was a question I wanted after watching this as well, because I've got I because I've, I've got theories. I've been saying along theories or ideas yeah. how they are going to end this, um, and again. If i'm right i'm not going to be sad but how do you think that this is going to play out like towards this now because that like say because everything's coming into place there's going to be a few like mixed things or change rounds and stuff like that but my idea of how this is going to end it's going to be a face-off between jack and picard father and son picard's mm-hmm. going to sacrifice himself to show jack is the humanity side. So that's when Jack will start assimilating the Borg, and that's the reverse round. That's how I think this is gonna end. And that's why it's like the final season of Picard. To me, that is the only yeah. logical way this can really round up where
3: I, I do feel like Picard has to die. I yes. do feel like Picard will die in this series because you know, um, I think it will be like you're saying, where it's a battle between father and son. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's going to be like, you know, in Star Wars, where it's like Darth Vader and Luke. And then obviously Keiko in the big chair behind <laughs> them with like the force lightning boss.
1: and whatnot. The <laughs> <final> <laughs> of I love Keiko.
3: Yeah, that, obviously that is the scene that we're going to get next episode. But mm-hmm. I mean, it would be a real shame to lose Patrick Stewart. But it's what an amazing send-off with this series if that is what
0: you know i i agree with you both um Mm -hmm. i i think picard i don't know how it's going to happen but i think picard will sacrifice himself Mm -hmm. potentially to save his son i think it's going to be the face-off we didn't really get in first contact Mm -hmm. between the Queen and Jean-Luc or the Queen and Lucutius Lucutius yeah with Mm -hmm. the son in by proxy Mm -hmm. um I think Picard because they've teased obviously no one is safe and blah 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 blah. I I think out of the next generation crew it will be Jean-Luc
2: yeah Mm. I think there will be no other deaths of the main cast. It doesn't make sense to do it. it because, doesn't. like I say, they've hinted at with Riker and, um, like I say, his kids and LaForge with his kids. Yeah, the only logical yeah. peoples to die, that, that would mean anything. Again, Data, because they can keep bringing them back. So it's not really... <laughs> like say, how many times can they destroy the plural robot? Um, <laughs> uh, But Picard is the only, like, as I said... Wharf story still hasn't been told like because we've only had mm-hmm. glimpses i would love to like say like find out more about the pacifist um rafi again the worst good, pacifist yeah, ever <laughs> well, <you> know. <laughs> but rafi Rest I think, peace, sneed r.i.p sneed up where they up there with the angles angles but raffi might go i know it's not like a main cast like next Mm -hmm. gen but that could be another sacrifice because she's kind of had her journey and again it's all about uh, i think this season like being hidden away is all about relationships between parents and the children and Mm, you kind of had hers where she had to make the decision whether it was starfleet or the kid and she chose Mm. starfleet so that story's been told so Mm. the only other thing to to finish Rafi's journey is the borgs taking over the planet where she was and she needs to make the sacrifice to stop a kid from being uh, assimilated as well. So again, that that I'm just thinking mm-hmm. outside the box, I'm thinking of like what what could happen. This this last two
0: episodes is the mm-hmm. next generation movie we all wanted.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, oh, the whole the series, series is. yes, yeah, and the whole
0: series has been this.
2: That that but... that's, yeah, this has been the best Star Trek movie I've seen
0: yeah the the general theme has been passing the torch to the next generation Mm -hmm. the the logical conclusion as you've said Paul is Picard to die Mm -hmm. my only concern with that is yes we we've got things to wrap up with Worf etc what about Picard's girlfriend
3: who will be waiting for him in the little Bistro you mean poor little see i remember at the beginning of the series and i called this and i like i kind of like that the series is continuing the trope of basically being like hello here is a character who appears in one episode every series and we just forget they exist yeah hello bye we're not gonna find out i i would actually be annoyed if they gave her any kind of conclusion (laughs) i like the idea they're like oh yeah the joke is that we just totally forget this character exists
2: after episode one it'll like, probably be like a, the Batman Dark Knight ending. Like, it's just sitting in the cafe waiting for him to turn up, and right, will just be there going, "Hi, Picard asked me to give you something. Come in the back with me." But yes, <laughs> yeah, well, that's it's,
3: a that's a reward we, we would all take.
0: Like, like Nietzsche just said there. I hope that this the last episode is more than an hour. Yeah, because I think you're going to need more than an hour to to wrap to, things up. Yeah, to to wrap things up. Um, we we do need we do need to address Picard's girlfriend um, yeah. her name forgets me. And that is how sad this is, where mm-hmm. she is such a good actor. Yeah. And I've forgotten the name of her character. It's and one it's... of them things. If they this do the whole a, Lost End
2: in the... the West, it's all a dream. They're all in purgatory. I'll go and fuck yous. Like yeah. they have to stick the landing now. They've got everything out. perfect. perfect. It, it to do feels it right. a shame
3: that season three has been so good and season one and two had so many characters, so many potentially brilliant actors that were just misused.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: it annoys me a little bit because you just go, I would love Elnor to have a good arc and some good writing, but I don't yeah. care about him as a character no. at all simply because he was just not used properly. Oh. The same as everyone in the first like two seasons, kind of thing. Like it mm-hmm. just feels a real a real shame, like a real missed opportunity to have like these characters. So it's great that in this series we've got more on Rafi, you know, and I've really, really enjoyed that and her character development. Mm -hmm. And with this, it's like it's a shame that they kind of went, hey, we've got you and we've given you a bit of development. But Mm -hmm. yeah, like you get the impression that she would have been a great character. Had it been a bigger show? Had it
2: been a, you know, as in like if there were 25 episodes rather than 10. Probably has been the the perfect roundup as well, and I am very jealous of you Americans getting to see the final episode at uh, the Audion. I think it's the IMAX. Oh yeah, screen. it's going to They've be. they have
0: all sold out. Yeah, within minutes they they yeah. uh, sold mm-hmm. out. Joe was telling me he was like, "I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go," and then he just went, "Son of a bitch!" Mm-hmm. And because it, it was like within minutes, it was it was gone. But that. For, for me, that is an IMAX experience.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, Laris, thank you, Nita. It is. There Laris. we go, Laris, um, yeah. Laris. I. This is Terry Metalis has made no secret of it that this is the next generation's last journey mm-hmm. as as a crew, mm-hmm. but this is also setting up the next generation. So it's a closure and it is a beginning
2: well so... they've got the blueprint that's the thing the blueprints oh there. yeah that like mm. say they can't go far wrong i know the will everyone will have the haters for some reason but like I, when they keep saying about fan service and stuff like that shows need that to keep the fans yeah. on board at times if it's done right yes not 100 yeah. percent. like if they ever made a, like a goonie series they better get the fan service right or i'm coming for the bastards but yeah um so, because I am very jealous, like you say, because I'll not be on the next episode when you do the final, because you have got some other guests coming. I don't know if you Ooh. want to make announcements for that. We Goodwill. we
0: have we have the wonderful Joe from Spectrum Sanctorum joining us next
3: Way. week. Uh, it was wonderful the last
2: time he was on.
0: To, mm-hmm. to summarize episode ten, because we it's going to be emotional. Yes, um, it's going to be very emotional. I'll be in the um, chat. <laughs> you will be in the you will be in the chat. Uh to summarize though for this week's episode it was an absolute belter. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say perfect. No. There were mm-hmm. a bit there were bits of pacing issues uh that I had with it when you know shortly after Shaw died everything slowed down for the enterprise D reveal and I'm yeah. like
3: the, it, the the it was longer than it was. I, I, I yeah, think yeah. the whole the, the Jack running off thing I felt was a bit spotty I felt there you know it was literally like a minute and he's like oh god I'm having a tantrum oh and then he flies off and it was yes. this idea of I think maybe that could have done been done better but then again like and that's the thing with this episode it was only like 40 45, 48 minutes long and you're like yeah, yeah, you yeah. had an extra couple of minutes you could have put in there <laughs> to better explain him running away but, but I guess that's the thing it's He did what he needed to do, you know. That's Mm -hmm. how it happened, and it was done that way. But um, I, I think it it was odd. Like my main complaint about this episode, because I really did love it. I really loved all the nods and the references, and I loved the reveal of the plan. I was like, "Oh, okay, that's terrifying." But the only real criticism I have of it is that the I I, we knew it was the Borg. I would have wanted to have been surprised and have, i just wasn't i was like oh
2: okay cool it's the borg yeah was i wasn't disappointed i thing that but... i would have been not did, the wrong word i'm quite happy that it was the book because i think that's the quite the fitting ending and the fitting villain mm. for picard story i think that that makes sense to me like and again i know i'm not as deep dive star trek fans as yourselves but i do like the trek uh mm. um i like all the stars and stuff but um i think as a face-off picard like even like saying there's never been a face-off like like that story's never come had a closure for me so like yeah. first contact was great like, like yeah. i absolutely adore that movie but again it still didn't feel like a closing of the chapter where this now and with the evolution of the borg and the like the nuances that they've made they can close the chapter now on the Picard and the Borg. Now I'm yeah. interested to see the 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 next level Borg that we could, because as you said with the transport thing, these Borg could be fucking anywhere. Yeah.
3: And the, the other interesting thing is how the hell are they going to sum all of this up in one episode? Because this is going to have yeah. to end with something massive. Like This might have to end with the Borg being an- annihilated, you know? Uh, like Corby- That's how big the stake is. And you're like, do we
2: have 40 minutes to do this? <laughs> you know, that's the scary thing. They'll bring Chris Pine in and call hi. <laughs> <laughs> I i agree
0: i agree uh and this this is what i was gonna this is what i was referring to earlier in the episode where when the reveal was the ball was the bog i was like oh, come on but then they they totally justified it throughout the episode yeah. and it was like oh okay oh damn mm-hmm. they are legitimately back with a terrifying plan so yeah. it's like I, I felt like yes it's the third time the borg are back i want to you know i was like oh, paris would have been but then i was like no, this is actually mm-hmm. a really good way of doing it. And I am very curious to find out what deal they have done with the Changelings and the yeah. Dominion mm-hmm.
1: uh, yeah.
0: to to sort of form an alliance. Um, is it purely emotional with the Changelings
2: or is it for the, the Borg to help them evolve and vice versa? It could be mm-hmm. that they took over. You never know, they might have assimilated them. The, so imagine like they said, I, I said the, the, the like I can't remember the name, like the the changelings hive mind, so the if they have a, yeah, so if they ever assimilated that and then faded yeah. down that and that's the that's evolution. It. we
3: don't know that the we never got a crossover that suggested that changelings couldn't be assimilated. That's an interesting concept, mm.
0: yeah. well, I think we discussed this last week as well, uh, whether the changelings could be um assimilated. um, mm. but no, I think. I'm very, I'm very much looking forward to next week. Um, I am very jealous, like like you said, Paul, of the Americans getting to watch this week's episode in an IMAX and next week's in an IMAX as well. Mm-hmm. Overall, though, solid, solid episode, terrifically uh, shot, directed. The score was perfect. The effects were perfect. Mm-hmm. I just I felt very emotional uh, from this episode for various yeah. reasons so the and... next
2: episode has to push that boundary further or otherwise it's like the episode of the last of us <laughs> after the I like, said episode 3 of the last of us it felt yeah. flat because it was so emotional so mm. they've got to do things this time so yeah a
0: lot of a lot of people uh Dave Blass um who works on Picard has said that the last two episodes feel like a movie in itself mm-hmm. so if the whole season has felt like a movie this is like a culmination of that this is you know if they shot this if it was a two two and a half hour finale you could totally see it mm-hmm. um, yeah i but overall though i'm very much looking forward to next week it is the final episode of Star
1: Trek countdown <laughs> so the final
0: frontier <laughs> it is it is gonna be very sad. It, it will be our final review of Star Trek Picard. Yeah. But not yeah, the final episode the of Star Trekking
2: with Nuri up North.
0: It up it is it will live on Phosphor
2: until can cancel? You will absolutely
0: not because there guys. The
2: angles.
0: Because up there with the angles of Princess Die. Uh so after after next week, guys, what we will be doing, me and Science officer, Science Officer Sinoise, we will be Sign animals, Off Sinoise. Sign, sign <laughs> off Sinoise. We will be having uh, special guests who I won't announce, some of you may know them. Some of them are quite famous and it's like, oh, no, they're not any more special um, than
2: me. Remember, I'm your boss. Yes, Paul I'm the
3: special one. Oh. Can
0: I have a raise? Okay. Um, work hard a bit. <laughs> I work as hard as I can. But uh, after the series, after the episode ten review, mm-hmm. uh, we will be introducing the double wheel of episode, <laughs> the double, wheel of, double, oh, the
3: double wheel, wheel of trek. I couldn't of think of a better, trek. better thing,
0: yeah. Where <laughs> we will be spinning the wheel and hoping to god we don't get code of honor because I don't think the it's wheel that in you. <laughs> the, I know we're not. There's going to be a transport malfunction and that will just fall off. Uh, we will be randomly reviewing. Star Trek episodes, because let's let's not forget, guys, there's 150 Star Trek, uh, 150, eight hundred and fifty yeah. Star Trek episodes to choose from. And the wheel, will it be cruel? Will it be nice? Yeah. Will it be Court of Honor, will it be the one with the salamanders?
2: I want to get <laughs> when you when you review the movies, I'll get I'll jump on again. Then once we I will accept, also. I, yeah, I have... we will also be doing the
0: movies and we will absolutely have Uh, you on we will have the wonderful Charlotte on because I I feel if I don't review First Contact without Charlotte I may get put into one of the Stasis Chambers in Daystrom Institute (laughs) I might see
2: what happens Um, let's see see if I can push the buttons a bit um yeah but yes
0: but overall overall guys thank you so much for joining us live thank you so much for everyone who is watching recorded Mm. in the description below you will see links to all the socials for nerdy up north just right down there i'm gonna have to do this because everyone everyone and gets annoyed when i do it (laughs) description below we've got all the links for nerdy up north we've got the facebook group we've got twitter we've got twitch uh which i kind of do from time to time and i act like an absolute git with a unicorn hat and uh, he ran around the con-
2: convention doing it on monday to the to the annoyance of everyone there'll be some videos to the annoyance of, that. of everyone there'll be some yeah. videos going on youtube with that as well when uh, when it was basically goodwill and jake taking over and doing everything that i, I didn't want them to do but they did it anyway uh <laughs> i'm so joking that'll be on that that will be on uh our YouTube
0: channel yes. uh you can follow us you can follow science officer Sinoise uh on all the links below please mm. feel free to donate to in Benedict's hospice yes. uh, because he will be starting his stream in 45 minutes time 40 times. Times, I think, yeah yes
3: so, and so just, that's it so it's basically uh twitch.tv forward slash Sinoise
2: it's all down there Graham but yeah, but yeah <laughs> it's all down there. But, just to give a shout out as well. Like if you do like listen and watch our shit, thank you. It is like I say it keeps us going. Like I say we do like we do enjoy doing this kind of stuff. Uh, and if you want to join us on Sunday as well, it's going to be an interesting podcast. We've got a lot of uh, interesting characters on. Shall we say, where we're talking about true crimes? So yes, so not an yes. area of my expertise. But there's a lot of crazy women who like like that shit and probably will be talking about <laughs> cutting a bitch. So yes, um, and Grant that's, will be on that as well. So, so that's, <laughs> that's Grant Sunday. is a crazy bitch.
3: I yes. will give him
0: that. Yeah. So that's Sunday, seven thirty p.m. UK time, guys. So that will be two thirty p.m. Eastern time for you guys in the Eastern <laughs> seaboard of America. Uh, America, fuck yeah. America, <laughs> and you know we will be back next week uh mm-hmm. with our special guest
2: Joe cool
0: you and can all think, the socials yep, sorry,
2: sorry I think Sammy's doing a last episode of the Game of Thrones uh recording on Thursday and then she will be starting up a new project a um, little side project called Monsters up North as well Please. where we'll be talking yes. about individual monsters and I think the first one she is blasting away with is the creature from the Black Lagoon because everyone if you watched last week, last Sunday's episode of the podcast, the lovely Graham was on uh, with a few people where we talked about the Universal horror movies, and that was such a laugh. There was people who knew <laughs> shit, and me and Graham knew fuck all, and we just talked over them like we are bastards. So yes. I knew,
3: I knew a fair amount about them, but nowhere
2: yes. near as much as
3: Dan and Jessica. They yes. are wow. <laughs>
0: yes so we've got
3: a lot uh, we've
0: got a lot to look forward to here in nerdy up north guys please give us mm-hmm. a follow on all the links to the description below you can find me on twitter at uh, uh goodwill none mm-hmm. that's goodwill none look for the git with a unicorn hat annoying <laughs> everyone in star trek that's me mm-hmm. the velvet snatch he's got a youtube channel right down mm-hmm. there in the description yeah st benedict's hospice is there i'm gonna to have to give out uh give a shout out to my uh dear old friend Allison who is also doing race for life in July you can find her donation page below we need to get it to 80 pound it's only 80 pound come on chip go it on, go on. why not give it it it's for a, it a good bit. cause give it a bit give it a and bit and I am it's
2: the for... runner the cult master himself so yes but
0: <laughs> please join us on the Nerdy up North community on Facebook uh the link is in the description below but that is it, guys. Thank you to everyone in the chat. Thank you to Nita, Spectrum, Sanctorum, Joe, Beth, Starfleet, Sawhill, uh, Blue Harvest Toys, everyone. Danielle,
2: Laura, everyone Danielle, who's popped in, Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte. Um, just yeah. to say as well, is Goodwill going to st- steal Sammy saying now or is he not?
0: I am absolutely not oh. uh, because I'm just going to say thank you so, so much. To everyone who watches live, who watches recorded, you have no idea how much this means to me personally. How much it has changed. Uh, God, this me, has got
2: more endings than
0: Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and there goes my emotional thank you. <laughs> yeah, but, you uh,
3: <laughs> no, that's it. Good. We'll carry on though. I, I, mm-hmm, it's yeah. the fact of it's wonderful seeing mm-hmm. you and your element with yes. Me.
0: Thank you so much. I really appreciate. It. Thank you to Paul uh, for allowing <laughs> me and Sinoise to do this. Thank I you don't for allow you. I had no choice. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Mm.
0: Thank, thank you for Sinoise uh, for 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 being the science officer that everyone deserves. He is mm. a wonderful human being. Everyone. <laughs> um,
2: human being. I'm a changeling. Ah! Human. It's a human. Trick. Yes. Oh, no. I, look, I love you guys. <laughs> even though I pick on Goodwill as much, he's like a little brother. And uh, and that's probably the best thing I'll ever say to him. So it's it's recorded now. It's live. It's up there. Uh, you little frosted tit bastard.
0: Yeah, look at my frosted tips,
1: everyone.
2: But yes. Um, but um, we're
0: going to sign off. We're going to sign off now. We're going to allow Science Officer Sinoise to get ready for his charity stream. So thank you, yep, every, yep. everyone, for watching. And we will see you next week. So yep. So bye-bye. same
2: bat time, same bat channel. Stay nerdy, guys. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs>